A new age has dawned, and with it comes new problems and new solutions. Today on Dude Soup, we'll be discussing how creators are adapting to working from home, what our dream quarantine houses would look like, and how we can all make the most of the situation we find ourselves in. Grab your spoon and tie your bib. It's time to dive face first into a scalding pot of Dude Soup. Uh, my soup's from temperature. I don't know. Oh. My soup is all hot. Scalding hot. With us today, we have James Willems. Hello. Elise Willems. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. And Lindsay Washburn, a.k.a. Lindsay Bort. What why up? Is, why was that so difficult to say? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, Lindsay, your um, Animal Crossing is Bort. Yeah. yeah, that's my name in Animal Crossing is Bort. And Borticia. On Steam, Bort. Yeah, because Lynn's Bort. That's funny. Yeah, come on, guys. And then I just got um, shortened to Bort somehow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we begin, I would like to send a message to everyone that's watching or listening. Um, I wrote this out, so just bear with me. Uh, I initially wanted to do a podcast that had nothing to do with the quarantine to take people's minds off of the situation. But that proved difficult because there's no fucking news. Uh, So instead, (laughs) I decided that we could focus on how we're all adapting to and overcoming the situation. Uh, If you're feeling anxious or uncertain about this global pandemic, please remember this. All of this has happened before. Despite everything that's been thrown at us, from plagues to pandemics to world wars, humans are still here and civilization is still here. No matter how rough this pandemic gets, there will be an end to it. We will all go outside again and life will continue on as it always has. So take a deep breath. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Make yourself some cocoa and hang out with us for an hour. Let's do this. Thank you to Bespoke. Great Thank job. you to Bespoke Post and Mint Mobile for sponsoring this podcast. We'll be hearing more from them later in the show. Now, first things first, how's everybody doing? How's your week been? Oh, John, I'm so amped. If I had a soda can, I would crush it on my forehead right now. Oh, I'm so amped. That's what I would do. Well, yeah, oh, hang you on. Have, yeah, you guys have one. I mean, no. I, we don't have one. <laughs> it's right here. We got plenty. No. Yeah, it's like one of the things you wanted to buy a ton of before this all started. Here we go, Lise. Crush it. It's Get full it liquid. <laughs> and it's full, too. I couldn't possibly. I think my soda is from yesterday. I think it drank from oh. the wrong one. I, I think I love this drinking. is the one from today. Well, it's, I love It's probably soda. hard because there's like... <laughs> Oh, there you go. Do you? I did it. Just fast forward that. <laughs> John, I'm doing real swell. Yeah. Uh, this week's going pretty well. And I just got my second room in Animal Crossing. <laughs> so oh, things are looking first. up. Elise, what, what things are important to you other than Animal, animal Crossing at this point in your life? Name, Name two, two things, things that are important to you. Um, Other than Animal Crossing. Don't worry about it. Spending time with my friends in Animal Crossing. That's fair. Okay. (laughs) Account that. And keeping up with the news in Animal Crossing. There you go. All right. Keeping up with the nukes. We all have our priorities. I, 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 when I went to do that bit with the can for Elise, saw that we had leftover garlic bread from when I got pizza for my birthday the other night. And I was like, well, I'm eating that. So, bada bing. There you go. Um, how, how are you doing? I, I'm actually so my therapist asked me this. <laughs> um, I'm doing wonderful because this is how I live my life day in, day out. This, like, you know, this, this, uh, this quarantine, it's the best time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you I mean, learned this from I mean, your therapist? No, no, no. I was just saying, like, that I feel like I'm handling a lot better than a lot of other people because most people go outside and like have social lives and stuff. Whereas I never did. So (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's true for like maybe weekends and evenings and stuff, but like you still went to uh, like 
an office where you interacted face to face with other people yeah. and would maybe go oh, out to lunch to. with other people. For him. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> Were you miserable before? Say hi to your face every morning. God. We put him in chains and force him to be part of the Mick gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take him to McDonald's. Well, the Mick gang was one of the few benefits of interacting with other humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I get it. I'm a, I'm a tourist. I like being at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have you guys been like occupying your time? Have you basically just been watching a buttload of stuff or have you been trying to mix it up? Um, I, we've been watching a lot of, like we've been just putting movies on, like let's just put a movie on, which I feel like normally we do watch a lot of movies, but more normally they're more intended. It's like, like mm-hmm. the, uh, this past weekend we watched Richie Rich Nice. Why? And then last night we just put on Wally, which, you know, great movie, Mm. but still it's like seen it a bunch of times. It's just putting stuff on and then just kind of like allowing things to happen. It's weird. Time blurs. For for me though, like the biggest thing is the my work day is like screwed, you know? Mm -hmm. Because like I'll just blast through lunch and then be like, oh, it's two o'clock and I didn't get up from my desk because I was doing stuff. And then it'll be seven. I say, Oh, it's seven o'clock. Like you don't have that structure. And I think that's, what's the hardest part for me. Yeah. The very first day that we did work from home, it was the day before California announced like that. Mm -hmm. We're actually doing like a, a quarantine thing. It was, we were testing it to see if it was viable. And at like four in the afternoon, I was like, why am I so fucking angry? And I realized that I hadn't eaten at all that entire day. <laughs> and then I was just sitting there like freaking out and all hangry mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. So since since that day with that mistake, I've been very vigilant about like I eat breakfast at 830. Mm-hmm. I yeah. eat I get up and eat lunch at noon. And then I get up and I eat dinner at like six because mm-hmm. I, I never feel hungry. I only realize that I'm hungry after I've like punched a hole through a wall. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, metaphorically. There's been one or two days where I sort of, uh, you know, rearranged my schedule because especially because I'm moving right now. So everything's crazy. It's like I have to go to the apartment, the new place in the middle of the day. And I did that like twice last week. But then I found that when I came home that night and I was like, cool, it's seven o'clock. So I'm going to pick up where I left off. And I worked for way longer. It was like 1130. (laughs) I was like, I should have only been working on this for like an hour or two. But it's my mindset was just like, well, yeah, I need to make up for some time lost. But because when you're editing or you're in a creative project, it's so easy to get carried away. Oh, yeah. And without knowing like that normal time that you stop, like I stop at six o'clock so I can eat or I can like relax or turn my brain off or do something else. It's very easy to get carried away. And it, also, <laughs> it was like 1130. I was like, what am I? What? The sun's gone. I feel like in terms of the work that we do too, like, you know, when you guys are editing or something, at the office, it's a, a constant quest to minimize distractions so that way you can get into the zone and like really hammer out a lot of stuff. Because if someone's constantly coming by and like tapping you on the shoulder or pinging you on Slack or something, like it rips you out of that like creative momentum. But this is mm-hmm. the this is the dark side of that, where there's like a lot of nothing, a lot of silence, no movement, no anything. So you do kind no of no distractions. Yeah. So you fall into the void. Exactly. You mm-hmm. get pulled by the current, the undertow of creativity sometimes. And then you, you overwork yourself because you don't kind of like, you don't realize you're getting hungry. You don't realize that you're getting stressed and tired. So, yeah. I do say that um, sometimes it does feel good in that moment though. Cause you're like, you're just so into it. And then you do, you are maybe tired, but at the end you're like, I feel really good. Like I nailed it. I got a lot of done. So sometimes yeah. it's just like balance, but it's, it's like the time I played civilization five while I was going <laughs> to get a uh, ticket, a parking ticket. So like, I was like, Oh, it's two o'clock. That's when they give out parking tickets. I'll just do one more turn. Uh, it's two fifteen. I probably already got a ticket. So I just left the car. <laughs> <laughs> it felt great in the moment to play civilization that way. But probably wasn't the healthiest option for me. Yeah. How's everyone's um, hygiene doing? Oh, I showered this week, so <laughs> it's going great. 
I'm good. I've definitely, I've definitely just been wearing like, uh, you know, casual bottoms because oh, you yeah. know we've been filming and everything. So I've been wearing shirts and stuff, but I've just been in like pajama shorts and pajama pants. Uh, I'm putting jeans on every day. James has been putting jeans on every day. That's nice jeans, buddy. We're getting the front and the back. Weekends, um, leggings so weekends I'll wear sweats and stuff, but but not not when not during the workday. I put on jeans. I try and get dressed like I normally would if I was going to go to the office. That's serial killer uh, behavior, is it? So the first thing uh, that I want us to kind of or that we can you know talk about is the future of content creation during this pandemic because currently. We're still getting, you know, everyone's backlog. Like if you've looked at, you know, our Funhouse channel, a lot of those videos is still us in the studio because, you know, we shoot weeks in advance. And the same goes for, you know, Netflix and all these other places that, you know, they're still releasing content because it was all shot. But, you know, we're going to reach a point where everything's been spent and then we're going to either have a uh, a lack of content or people are going to adapt like we have mm-hmm. um, and start making uh, in quarantine content. So if you guys have seen uh, the Half-Life Alex video or the Magic GTA series, uh, you should know that Funhouse is at tippy top, baby. Still trucking. Woo! Um, <laughs> Woo! We can we can live through this quarantine for at least six years. Mm-hmm. Um, not <laughs> saying it's going to last that long, but that's probably how long we can, Funhouse can continue to do this. Well, let's talk about other forms of media. Uh, now, the first. Oh wait, or, oh, okay, I just want to say something about Funhouse, which is yeah, might give people an interesting behind the scenes look at us. Uh, since we moved to quarantine, as I've been programming the channel. It's been tough because we have a backlog of videos that we would usually just keep parceling through. But uh, I think the first reaction was, well, as we're experiencing this quarantine in real time with people, it feels tonally off to just be putting up our content that's recorded in studio. So as I was programming, because I program weeks in advance, I had to pivot and say, okay, well, I'm going to start putting up the quarantine content and still sprinkling in some of that backlog content in, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make it more so like, you know, 75% quarantine. Well, maybe not even that much, but like really trying to minimize the backlog stuff. But then the problem is that we need to get that backlog stuff out before it starts to feel really irrelevant. So it's, it's been like a thing where I just stare at the, schedule and i'm like oh man this is a, a tough choice mm-hmm. if anyway, you've ever seen it. that video of that lady that stands on a chair while juggling things and also spinning plates that's me that's elise mm-hmm. um so i think uh the first kind of content that we saw in quarantine or what like what's the what what what's a phrase we can have for like the content that's being created from home, like work from home type stuff. Um, we should come up with like a like a yeah, buzzword, yeah. yeah, that we can mm. use, um, like distance, like distance productions or whatever, like some sort of dist pro, a dist a dist no. pro, <laughs> a dist prod, or maybe like home pro, home pro. There you go, oh. home pro. So the first kind of home pro content that we saw was from the late night talk shows because. Uh, as most of you guys know, those are recorded basically daily. Don't they? They record them in the afternoon and then they air in the evening or they air like at night. That's generally. And then I think on Thursdays, most places, most of those shows, they'll shoot Thursday and Friday on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but it's generally like a day turnaround. Um, and so I don't know if you guys have seen any of the stuff from them. It's very weird to watch a comedic monologue without an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, a lot of musicians have been recording from their studios 
So they can still have musical guests, but it's just like Billy Joe, Joel Armstrong yeah. on a guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> instead Joel of like Armstrong. a band. But like you think the, you know, the Trevor Noah types where it's just kind of like them talking directly at a camera anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't rely as much on guests. That feels a little bit more intuitive. Yeah, the John Oliver as well. Yeah, John Oliver is a great one. Um, this is this is tangentially related, but I picked this time to start listening to. Uh, it's called the Happiness Lab, um, mm-hmm. it's a podcast based off a uh, I think it's a Yale lecture course series about how happiness works uh, oh. and how your brain interprets well how your what actually makes us happy and how your brain is trained a lot of times to um fight against itself and do things against its self-interest um and so each episode deals with a different topic and it's funny because i'm listening to it and this is the, i think this is from you know november of last year that it, they started coming out but all, every single one of the topics is related to something that we cannot do now because of this. Um, mm. And so, like what's an so a good example is uh, studies have shown that your brain actively enjoys socialization. You may not feel like a social person, but striking up a conversation with a stranger on the bus has statistically shown to lead to people feeling happier after that has taken place. Really? Like just just conversation. And it may be something you want to do ever, but it still shows your brain want your brain rewards you for it. Um, huh. Socialization, interacting with people, meeting new people, and and staying in contact with the people that you do already like are all these con- things that make you happier chemically and mentally. And the episode that I listened to today was about laugh tracks and it's called um, social contagion, which is Mm. the people around you, um, their moods and their attitudes affect how you feel. So if you work in an office where someone feels really negative or they're being really negative or they're taking out their frustrations or whatever in certain things, that's going to go wild amongst it's going to basically they said like a virus spread in the office and every, but everyone is whether you know it or not. Um, but one of the, one things, of the things they talked they about, about, they started it out talking about how, why laugh tracks work and mm. how they were first invented. And they were invented because they were just basically being like, let's just, if you show people laughing, it will matter less whether or not something is funny you're just kind of telling them that this is funny and that is enough to get people to go, this is funny. I mean, I've thought mm-hmm. about that a lot in our own content too, but like how videos will have really great jokes in it. But if there isn't somewhere, someone there to yeah. laugh, like Bruce, Bruce is, is always a great, great laugher, laugher. but there's, there's things, things that, that I've said to Bruce that have gotten him to laugh really hard that aren't as funny as things I may have said to Elise who's got, who's agreed and said, that is funny. And one joke, <laughs> get, one joke gets a much bigger response than the other you know um and it's just interesting because we can't do those things now (laughs) because are you saying we should start adding laugh tracks to funhouse videos i mean yeah sounds like a good idea we should should absolutely do that (laughs) we should start Start digging digging up old bruce wheezes and then just have them thrown in um but no i mean i think algorithm Having that, that, I'm just saying having that interpersonal relationship with someone where they are, you know, responding to you, we're going to go through this without getting social response, call and response happening. And I'm genuinely curious, you're talking about the talk shows and how Mm -hmm. weird it feels when the same writers are making the same caliber jokes for the same, for the same host to read in the exact same way with the exact same comedic expertise but it just feels more serious or more hollow or whatever because there aren't people laughing at it. It's really strange. What I think is really interesting is the celebrities and entertainers that are coming out of the woodwork now that didn't have regular shows or pieces of content they produced, but either because they are now off of the productions they were supposed to be working on or they can't tour or do what they would typically do, 
They're like coming out of the woodwork and making their own little online chat shows or talk show. Like they're doing stuff. It's really kind of weird and interesting. You sent me a link that Miley Cyrus has like an Instagram live show or something where she just basically sits in her bedroom on Instagram live and then has like Selena Gomez call in. Yeah. (laughs) Bizarre. Yeah, and, it's and, really weird, but it's yeah, kind of interesting. Not, like this is a, go ahead. Well, I was going to say this is I think the beginning of kind of a wave of that kind of stuff. More people are going to get bored, more people are going to be like, well, you know, all of my movies or TV shows aren't working, so I might as well make something. And then, you know, probably a lot, you know, a lot of people who aren't celebrities are also kind of doing that. I'm Every single person I've talked to is like, I think I'm going to finally start getting my podcast off the ground. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though podcast listening is down right now because people aren't commuting or doing those oh, like, yeah. multitasking activities. I saw that the creative team behind the office said that they're going to do a like a Skype or a video chat uh, show. I don't know if it's like set in the world of the office, but they're going to use this medium to do a show. Wait, why does Miley Cyrus have the Tiger King haircut? Why shouldn't why she? Not? Yeah, she's wild. There you go. <laughs> she does whatever she wants. She's Miley. She's just being my just being Miley. My favorite thing about all of this are these these the celebrities who decide they go they the same way I would decide whether or not I want to have sushi or pizza, decide that they are like, eh, I'm gonna start a YouTube show. And then overnight they have four times the subscribers that I yeah like that like any of Funhouse has. You know? it's, so it's unfortunate because before this happened, Kevin James had just gotten his YouTube channel off the ground. And I haven't even checked in. I don't know what's going on with it. If he can if he can still make content. I don't know. Yeah. His stuff was actually kind of funny because uh I, I saw a few of them. They're just short little like one minute sketches. Uh, yeah, right, and it's right. there was one where it's him <laughs> with, with a boom mic and he cut himself into like different movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin James, I feel like he got a bad rap, you know. Well, he, let's he, have him on the show. Come on the show, Kevin James. Kevin, doors open. Hey, and the door is wide enough to fit that Segway. So mm-hmm. come on over, Segway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like one of those celebrities is John Krasinski. He has a, a some good news show where the first episode was just him interviewing Steve Carell about The Office, which is wonderful. The second episode was reuniting the cast of Hamilton to sing for a super fan. It's just kind of it's just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I yeah, good vibes, um, which is what we all need right now. Lindsay, um, you said you had an emotional reaction watching it. I did. I cried tears of tears. Really? During Hamilton? Uh, well, like before that, like all the like the good news things, I was sitting there like, oh, that is really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice, too. You know, it gets to me. I need that. I need like the good, happy cries. I need the laughs, you know, so mm-hmm. because, you know, we all need it. Amen, like, sister. I was like, no. So what did you you said something to me the other day that made me laugh out loud? Oh no! Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't uh, remember what it was, but <laughs> you need those moments where you just laugh out loud at something, you know? Mm-hmm. Was, it, was it laughing at someone in this video call? Sure. What? Yes. Oh, she cut out. So, but yes. Yeah, you you cut out when you spoke, but um. I think the the real question is it's kind of the unknown thing that none of us really know is how are movies and television going to be made in this? Like, are we just going to not get movies and television? Um, you know, there are some mediums of shows where they can continue making content like WrestleMania, James. Mm-hmm. Can they? Can they though, man? I that's the question. So, for those of you that don't know, WrestleMania, which is like you know the big wrestling show that they have every every year or something, yes, aired on Sunday and I guess last night as well. Yeah, Saturday Um, and Sunday, the two part event. Oh, Saturday and Sunday. It was so big they couldn't fit it in one night. That's the crazy part. They 
faith. They went, oh, we're limited by what's going on. Better make it bigger than ever. No, <laughs> it's, it was the same size that people have complained for years that WrestleMania is a little too big because it'll start at like four o'clock and then it'll go until midnight. It'll just be, oh my be this God. massive event. I mean, we had, we had that WrestleMania party at the office once because it always falls around my birthday. And it, it just goes on and on and on. And there's so much stuff. So they, this is the, I think they just smartly decided split it into a multi-day event. Um, and so it also happened that, you know, wrestling for the past month or so has been going without any live audiences. They've just been doing it in their performance center which is where wrestlers train and it's just it's just the two commentators behind a desk and then the wrestlers come out and there's no audience and it's really weird because that whole concept of wrestling is it's like doing stand up comedy for nobody you know? yeah. well they're still like they're still crowing at the crowd and stuff and then no, it's just silence in response <laughs> oh they're still they're still going do you hear me? Yeah, looking around it. Oh, nobody. Has, uh, <laughs> oh that, man, this is amazing. Him being like, you know, let me hear you, <laughs> and like one dude respond. Yeah, um, but um, it's. I think it's adapted miraculously because it's trying new things. I think it's taking this opportunity and saying like, screw it, let's try. Dude, we have to keep going. It's kind of. I honestly, I see a lot of how we work where. We don't take time off. We don't have seasons. We just have to keep going. There's no time to like refresh and do R&D and really figure out something new. Every week, the next 48 weeks have already been sold and planned. And so you have to keep going. And WrestleMania was no different. But man, they, they're trying some wacky stuff. And it makes really? me want to try wacky stuff too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I when I clicked around the VOD of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. I clicked into a point release where there were puppets there was a vince mcmahon puppet which is pretty ridiculous oh really I'm surprised it took this long to get to that it, point vince McMahon McMahon puppet has been around puppet. he's been around oh it has yeah yeah he wasn't a new addition there's just ah. so there's this there's this guy bray wyatt um who if you guys are classic wrestling fans Lindsay, um you may remember Mankind from the 90s, who was played by Mick Foley, who was like this disfigured kind of weird. The new modern updated version of that is is this guy, Bray Wyatt, who used to be the leader of like a like a redneck kind of swamp cult where he worshipped his dead sister and then they would like like attack what? people and stuff. And then he would all, he also would like get possessed and go up in like a reverse bridge <laughs> crab pose and stuff like that. Um, but after suffering some major defeats more recently, he's adopted this other personality. Um, and so now he's a split personality where one is this very clean cut guy who wears a shet- sweater and hosts a, uh, a thing called the Firefly Funhouse, um, which has talking puppets, a Vince McMahon puppet with devil horns who uh says really mean things and then and then a couple other puppets too um but then he'll turn into the fiend which is like a joker x kind of transformation where he's got like a skin mask pulled over his face and stuff one of the puppets attacked john so he was supposed to he was supposed to have a match with john cena at wrestlemania and an mm-hmm. example of what some of the some of the stuff that they've done have just been regular wrestling matches, just with no audience. And but, they sort of minimize, I feel like, the participants too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, instead of a triple tag team match, they just had one member of each tag team and stuff like that. So they've done those like these practical things with straight up wrestling, but then they're trying these other things where they're basically filming the kinds of things you would film in your backyard with your friends. Um, yeah. Was, was that the Boneyard match? Yeah. Boneyard match where Undertaker fought eight styles in a graveyard. Um, and it was kind of shot like, like, yeah, like imagine a shitty action film that you would have shot with your friends. Um, and it's, but it's wild. It has like music underneath it. And they're still kind of like doing wrestling moves. And they didn't choreograph a fight. It's still like 
land the so a lot of throwing punches and like come here boy come here and like like stuff like that <laughs> but the the one from sunday night was the firefly funhouse match where john mm-hmm. cena was gonna come out so john cena comes out like a regular thing but then the whole thing transforms into a surreal thing where john cena is now in the funhouse which is this place that exists in a different realm and then Bray Wyatt is is controlling where he's going. So he sends him to the beginning of John Cena's career when he's playing a completely different character called Ruthless Aggression. And then John <laughs> Cena, John Cena looks down, and he's transformed and he's in his old wrestling gear. And then he and he's being humiliated. And then he gets he gets Bray Wyatt sent like psychologically trying to screw with him and send him to Weird. different eras in wrestling and like force him to confront his paths and it's also like intercut with footage from those matches and stuff like and it, it was like a, a super wild amazing short film and one of the things is that at a certain point John Cena thinks he's broken out of it and attacks Bray Wyatt and starts beating him on the ground but then it cuts to it cuts to him punching and then it cuts back and it's it's like one of the puppets and he's like <laughs> What? And then, and by this point, Bray's transformed into the fiend behind him, and then defeats him, and then basically like k- kills John Cena. It's it was wow. a plot of Power Rangers that was exactly the same thing with Tommy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> but uh, but it was amazing. It's amazing to watch. I don't know that anyone's gonna like it though. I don't think this is what people signed up for. Yeah, when they wanted. I think to it's like. Life. A novelty and you watch it now and it's sort of a morbid curiosity but do you want this week to week going forward forever probably not again i think there's there's a better version of that and it's the fans roar the roar of the crowd you've spent you know 40 years developing this form of entertainment for a specific delivery medium and now you can't do that i'm fingers mm-hmm. crossed i love that they're experimenting as, as a fan of the sport uh, entertainment side of it. I love that they're trying new things and experimenting with stuff and doing everything. But man, I, uh, I don't know if that the casual fan is, they're just going to say, I mean, we've kind of experienced it with our own funhouse too, where like people are like, like a lot of people are encouraging and saying like, we'll support you no matter what, no matter what. But then other people, they have every right to just go, this isn't what I want to watch. I'm just, I have the right to choose what I want to watch. And I don't want to watch this. So. It's mm. it's wild. It's weird. Um, yeah, that sounds nuts. Sorry, uh, sorry, guys. I bombarded you with that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I the put passion it in here and was I was, like, I was, I was like, yeah, it's weird. Give a recap because I have no interest in watching it. <laughs> um, uh, one other thing uh, before we hear from our sponsor is that I guess because the NBA has been canceled. Uh, they've replaced it with NBA players playing NBA 2K, and it's being broadcast on ESPN two. Wow! <laughs> I was what? like, when I when I uh, Rick sent me the article, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I clicked, and I was like, where can you watch this? Like on on the internet somewhere? No, it's being broadcast on television in replacement of the NBA season. I feel like you could still have players doing like slam dunks and stuff. Just tell them. I'm sure they have basketball nets at home. Just be like, film yourself doing like slam dunks and tricks yeah. and shit. <laughs> we'll put it on TV. There you People go. Watch it. There's uh, there's also those old channels that would just show old sports. You know, ESPN Classic or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's basically just syndicated sports. I feel like you could probably get away with something like that now too. Like just yeah. show last season, or to show the season from like 1994 or whatever. Like Michael show yeah. show Michael Jordan like running wild on the Bulls or something like, like that. Yeah. There's there's stuff that, you know TV could kind of like learn from the internet, which originally learned it from TV, but just which is do you know put together thematic broadcasts where it's like here are the best moments of the like Bulls '92 season. <laughs> I mean, Harlem Globetrotters bring back the Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah. Who needs the NBA when you got the Harlem Globetrotters? 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I can, I can. It's like spinning plates, but it's basketballs. Harlem Globetrotters, but with an actual referee, like an actual NBA referee. <laughs> so traveling, like our traveling. Um. All right. Uh, we're. I think now we're gonna move on to. Oh, I can't. Uh, hear the, oh, you can't hear me. I can yeah, hear you. Can't hear me. I can hear him. Oh. Uh, Can you hear me, Elise? Well, while we figure this out, let's hear from our sponsor, Bespoke Post. You know what isn't any fun but really should be? Checking your mail. For me, it's mostly bills and a stockpile of coupons for stores I've never even heard of. But that doesn't have to always be the case because once a month, I do have a reason to be stoked thanks to the arrival of a box of awesome from Bespoke Post. I love to cook, and great tools make that process even more satisfying, which is why I made sure that my last box of awesome included a slick 7-inch Zwilling knife, which is literally the sharpest thing I've ever touched. Don't ask why I'm covered in Band-Aids. I'm a tough guy, and tough guys should get the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. Right now, there's a pancake skillet available that I know I've got my eye on, but if you're not sure where to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box for you. There's new boxes every single month. It's free to sign up. Plus, you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs 45 bucks, but includes over $70 worth of stuff inside. It's an amazing deal if you're into awesome stuff. Don't hate your mailbox anymore. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code DUDE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code D-U-D-E, for 20% off your first box. All right, we're back. And guess what, y'all? We're what? about to play a game. That's right. A Animal game. Crossing. Oh, no, no. it's not. It's sort of like Animal Crossing, except <laughs> guess what? You get to pick your villagers, and you get to pick where your island is. That's right. We're playing Corin Dreamhouse. I love it. Play the theme song. Did you? Oh, James, I like, do you have the theme song? Uh, yeah, I have it right here. Uh, hold on. Okay. Wait. Loading the. Here it comes. All right. It's a Corin Dreamhouse. Corin Dreamhouse. It's Mike's cutting in and out. Corin. <laughs> Dream. There you go. Cool. That was great. Um. So, here's what it is, y'all. It's March 2020. The quarantine is announced. You are allowed <laughs> yeah. to choose the. You are allowed to choose the location of your quarantine house, as well as who you are stuck in the house with. You must choose one reality TV star. One famous actor, one historical figure, and one fictional character, and I keep saying and one famous animal. That's right. It's Corin Dreamhouse. Hit me with that theme song again. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, So I'll go first. I formulated this concept, and I I have a question, John. Yes. How does answering all of these questions better inform you of my password, my my email password? Because like that, all these things that have been going around on social media, I feel like must reveal something, and I feel like my password is what they're after. Well, I mean, just don't worry about it, and maybe change your password because I'm going to figure it it out. Um. So for me. I chose the best place in the world to spend your quarantine. That's right. It's the San Diego Zoo, the world famous San Diego Zoo. Have all of you been? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Lindsay? And the good I've been to the good been. one too. Not not the not the bad world well, famous San Diego. There's two San Diego well, it's not there's San Diego Zoo and the Wild Animal Park, which is now called Safari Park for some stupid reason. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both great games. Mm. Ones, but comparatively, though, I think people aren't thinking about the one with the, the tram over the top or whatever. I think most people are thinking about the really big one where the animals roam free. Uh, it appears someone edited my entry. Uh, my reality TV star was going to be Anthony Bourdain. That's right. This takes place in a fantasy world where no celebrities You said it takes place in March, March 2020. But it's, a, it's an alternate dimension change. And Anthony Bourdain oh. was crossed out. Something was written in his place. Yeah, someone crossed out Anthony Bourdain and put Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> not cool with y'all. a lot of exclamation marks like mm-hmm. really excited about it uh, I definitely chose a reality TV cook because you know that they just be like alright I'll just cook for everyone mm-hmm. um, and that's what Anthony Bourdain would do he would feed me and my girlfriend Anna de Armas that's right my famous <laughs> actor choice right. Right. <laughs> it's Anna de Armas not anymore. It, that's that, all that is is proximity infatuation. Okay. You get her. You but separate hold them. Hold on. If she's with you, that's almost one hundred percent proximity infatuation as well. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, why? You're, you're locked in the San Diego Zoo, and and you've trapped Anthony Bourdain in uh, the kitchen to cook for you. <laughs> well, once she tastes the f- wonderful uh, flavors that Anthony has brought to us. And I pass them off as my own. No, because Anthony Bourdain's in the kitchen. I bring out the food. I say, I cook this for you, my love. Mi amor. Uh What if she just confuses you with the butler? Butlers have girlfriends, too. She's going to confuse him for what he said for famous animal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if she doesn't want to hang out with me, my historical figure definitely will. That's right. It's Richard Feynman. Dick Uh, Feynman? Do you think yeah. that you can have a conversation on the same mental plane as Richard Feynman? Definitely. Definitely. I know a lot about the universe and how science works. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, Richard Feynman worked on the Manhattan Project. And while he was there, he figured out everyone's, uh, what are those called? Padlocks? He figured out he all grips. their padlock combinations. Oh. And, they, and no one knew how, but I know how. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, and my fictional character I'd hang out with, of course, because you got to keep it chill during the quarantine, is the dude mm. from Big Lebowski. The, I'm change the Lebowski that dude. For the nanny for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the nanny? Because Fran Drescher is a real person. Yeah. So it would be the nanny. How dare you? I couldn't, even as like a six-year-old, I would turn that show on and go, I can't watch this. That lady's voice <laughs> hurts my face. Um, and of course, famous animal, Coco the gorilla. Because I've always wanted to learn sign language. Of course, great. Well, that's good. That's a good answer. Yeah. And Anna de Armas loves gorillas, so I could. Well, she loves you. Them. That she does. <laughs> In this fantasy world, she definitely mm-hmm. does. Um, nice. So, Lindsay, what about you? My list is incomplete, but I'll tell you what I do know. I know that I would be in the desert in like, you know, one of those ranch style homes, just like a really chill, you know, okay, uh, zone. Okay. Uh-huh. My reality TV star is going to be Cromo Brown from Queer Eye. Expert. Mm, very nice. Culture expert, the guy who's always having those one on ones being like, what do you feel here? And I would be like, nothing and he'd be like we'll work on it i love um, i love karamo but every single time that happens i go is he licensed to do any of this does he have any professional expertise or is he just the same way i talk to people just like maybe you should start taking better care of yourself like <laughs> like does he have a doctorate in writing things on mirrors or something like or like taking I mean, people to ropes courses I don't know. I think if I, but I know that if I was going to pick one of the Fab Five, I'd mm-hmm. pick Caramo Brown. Mm-hmm. I love them all. They have such good energy, each in their own right, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with Caramo Brown. Okay. My, so my famous actor, I was trying to think of somebody funny who, who would also be a comedian. So I went with Kate McKinnon 
modern, mm-hmm. classic, super funny. And I've watched her in an episode of um, Ugly De- or no, uh, Breakfast, Lunch and Dinner. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's on Netflix. It's like uh, David Chang, I think, is the guy who co-hosts it. And they go to different countries and they go to Cambodia Ooh. together. And she, you see a little bit of the real Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon? Not just being like funny. And she like kind of just talks about her own like anxieties about entertaining and her career and whatever. And she's really funny. So I totally be down to chill with her. I gotta my check historic- that out. Yeah, you should watch it. It's so good. Um, my historical figure, I didn't have anybody, but it's funny because somebody, Jonathan, wrote for me Sexy Abe Lincoln. And my answer that I was thinking was like a handsome historical prince. Because I, I just, go. you know, I need someone to look at who's good, who like maybe has money. At the end of this, we can come out of it in love and wealthy. Um, I don't know if you know this. Abe Lincoln... Factual, this is a fact. Had a 12 pack. Great. Can I, can I just Great. say that because so Lincoln is redundant? You can just say <laughs> Abe Lincoln. It's implied that he is sexy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, my fictional character, I went with Leslie Nope. Great I think choice. maybe because I'm watching a lot of Parks and Rec lately. I'm watching through it all again. And there's just so many scenes where you're watching it and, you, and she's a little crazy sometimes. You're like, okay, calm down. But She's always trying to problem solve. She's always trying to make everybody around her feel really great. And she's funny. She's got those funny moments, you know? Um, I am always like, man, if I think, who am I? I always think I'd like to be a Leslie Nope, but I'm more like, like, I'm more like April and Andy combined into one. So like mm-hmm. kind of dumb and just hating everything. Trash. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. I always thought um, I was a Nick. I realized I'm a Schmidt. Really stressed me out. <laughs> yeah. My old it roommate, is always, yeah, the sad realizations. My old roommate um, slash friend once told me that uh, I remind him of Amy Poehler, not Lindsay Nope, Amy Poehler, and it was one of the yeah. best compliments I've ever received in my life. Received in my life, never forgotten it. Yeah, so and honored. It's, nice. You know, you just want to be compared to the greats. Um, for the animal, I couldn't think of a specific animal. I was like, should I pick like one of the pets from Harry Potter? But like, I've been watching so many TikTok lately, like, and I see the uh, the cutest dogs, oh, yeah. the most precious fluffers, and I just want to be with any of the cute, well-trained TikTok dogs. Send me your TikTok dog. I want to hang cool. out with them in my quarantine house. The, the one that's <laughs> deaf, who the guy is training her with the hand Sign language. I'm like, dog. uh, It's so cute. It's so Mm -hmm. cute. Lindsay, why did you choose the desert? Um, Well, my parents live um, in Phoenix area and I like driving through the desert. And every time I go there, I do feel very relaxed because it's very quiet. And Mm -hmm. it's at least in this time of the year of March 2020, it would be warm during the day and cool at night. Quiet, smells good, the air is clean. Mm-hmm. All right. It's just peaceful. Sounds like you've thought this and through. It's, it's good to look at too. It's visually very good. I hope you and Kate McKinnon hit it off. Oh, we're gonna be the best of friends. Watch that James. show. I'll send you a link later. Okay. James. I'm ready. So let's hear it. My location, let's- I picked Epcot. Because it's all locations. That's nice. good. Lake of the I, world. I yes. won't feel isolated anywhere because I will have access to culture. And even if Motrica is just a kiosk. <laughs> but still, I, I can't wait to have a great time there. Um, my reality star, I couldn't decide. I knew it was definitely going to be someone from real world because they have experience with this sort of thing. And so I was either picking Coral from back to New York, who starts out really mean, but then becomes a really kind-hearted person by the end of it, or uh, the Mormon from real world New Orleans, whose name I think was Julie, because she looked like she was there to party, except she Mm -hmm. was also constantly conflicted because she was Mormon and didn't know what to do about any of that. Um, I think she eventually left the church. (laughs) Um, so I guess March 2020 she would have yes, left the church behind but definitely one of the two of them famous actor Billy Zane 
because of his amazing voice. He could read stories. He could read like read books and stuff. And then I get to listen to him read books. He's also an incredible artist. So he could paint beautiful portraits if need mm-hmm. be. Right. Um, he could tell me stories about what was it like on the Titanic set. Um, what happened to the guy who fell off and hit that propeller. Like he could tell me all kinds of really cool stories about his career. Um, just so you know, when I was a little kid and I saw Titanic in theaters, I busted out laughing out loud when that guy hit the propeller. And I was ashamed <laughs> by my family. It's funny. Um, <laughs> historical figure, I have Socrates um, because I feel like I could learn a lot from one of the greatest philosophers of all time. Is that um, how you pronounce that word? Good. Socrates. Okay. Socrates. <laughs> That's um, not what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Um, so yeah, either that, I'm also going to throw an alternate in here because I figure he's probably going to be speaking Greek and I may not be able to know Greek. So that's I'm going to throw true, yeah. Mitch Hedberg as oh, an alternate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As a fictional um, character? No, that's oh, historical. historical figure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, fictional character. I'm going Hollywood uh, from Who's Cool that? World. Oh, that's the, that's the hot cartoon from Cool World. <laughs> oh, um, because I Jessica Rabbit always gets you know uh, gets play for being a hot cartoon, but anatomically she's kind of a nightmare. I yeah. feel like Hollywood is closer to the real thing. So great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, and she's also she's also just personality wise she's wild like she's always up is to she? something. So I feel like we'd never be bored. Um, and then famous animal, I picked the octopus that chose all the world cup winners. Oh, nice. A couple years ago. Like he got them all right. Oh, wow. Um, -hmm. because I feel like that's, um, that's like an endless amount of fun and enjoyment you can get from an octopus. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every year. This honestly, this wasn't even the kind of thing where I'm like picking it, feeling sad about what I would be missing. I like I was writing this, writing out these responses, getting excited for the possibility of it coming true. Exactly. That's the whole concept behind this corn dream. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before we hear from Elise, let's hear from our sponsor, Mint Mobile. Yeah, Grandma, I have to go. I love you. Have you looked at your wireless bill lately? Because you're probably paying too much. Sure, back in the early 2000s, certain providers had better coverage, but these days, everybody's offering the same high-quality nationwide coverage. So why, then, are you paying more for the same service? It doesn't make sense. Oh, you don't know why? All right, well, in that case, let me tell you about a little thing called Mint Mobile. That's right, Mint Mobile can slice your bill down to $15 a month for the same premium coverage. You aren't going to find a better deal because guess what? There isn't one. Okay, I've been using Mint Mobile myself for a while now and nothing has changed. It's the same phone, same phone number. Everywhere I've been, my service has been steady and fast. The only thing that has changed has been how much I'm paying for my phone. <laughs> like it, it, it just makes sense to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. And get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash dude. That's mintmobile.com slash dude. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash dude. All right, Grandma, I'm back. I thought you were dead. All right, Elise, we're back. Let's hear about your Corin dream house. Oh, location? Looking back, I wish I had chosen the Greek islands that Lindsay Lohan lives on. But no. uh, yeah, <laughs> but I uh, I had actually just chosen beach. I'd love to be in a beach house because then oh. I also get the little surrounding beach and walk up to the water. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, my reality TV star, Tiffany Pollard, a.k.a. New York from Flavor of Love, because she would mix it up so much. So much, so much drama. drama happening in my oh, house. Yeah. So much conflict. She would keep trying to bring dudes home. And we have to go, Tiffany, stop. New York, stop. We're under quarantine. We can't have these strangers come mm-hmm. in here. It'd be a whole thing. Wonderful. Famous, Famous actor, actor, Leslie Nielsen. Of course, one of my comedic heroes. Order of Canada, Leslie Nielsen. 
Uh, we've yeah, never we never got to meet in real life. Not yet. Not yet. But, but we would get to meet in this situation. Oh, uh, yikes! Sorry. Historical, historical figure. figure. Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt. I've been meaning to read a couple of biographies of Eleanor Roosevelt for a project that I have in mind. But in this situation, I would just get to talk to her and, and learn about her. write your own biography about her. Essentially. <laughs> Maybe she'd want to write yours. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, uh, fictional, fictional character, a man uh, Gandalf, of course. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we would smoke pipe weed together <laughs> on the beach, doing it. Uh, he'd tell me stories about all the uh, like Balrogs he fought and shit. Uh, and it'd be the kind of thing where like New York keeps trying to bring dudes to the beach house, breaking quarantine, and then Gandalf's like, you shall not pass. And it's a nice. whole thing. It'd be really, really uh, cool. And then famous animal, Hachi the dog. The uh, the famous Japanese dog, that oh yeah, you know. Never, so I would know that Hachi is always going to be there for me. Oh, so Hachi's Hachi's there for you. Hachi isn't just staring longingly off into the ocean, hoping for the uh, their owner to return. No, that's for me. Oh, that's good then. Okay, mm-hmm. Hachi kind of looks like Benson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Nice. Well, cool. Um. You know, one can dream. I really wish that uh, I was I was in a house with Anthony Bourdain and Anna <laughs> Darmus right now, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just a dream. In a lion's cave, probably. Um, now we are about out of time, um, but before we go, I thought that maybe we could share some ideas on how to live your best quarantine life. Uh, because just because you're stuck at home doesn't mean you have to be stuck like a drone. You know what I'm saying? Don't mm-hmm. drone on. Live it up. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. So this is something we actually talked about yesterday on the uh, You're the Asshole uh, show that we did, James, which is self-quarantine doesn't mean never go outside. Um you can still, you know, being careful to stay away from others. Uh, you can still take walks or bike rides. You can still be mm-hmm. active and healthy. Um, and which is this is how it came up. You can jump rope if you wanted to outside. Uh-huh. You don't have yeah. to do it in your apartment where your roommate will want to kill you. Uh, mm-hmm. James, do you want to talk at all about the importance of physical health? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's basically it. Like, I there, I was reading some article that was like that said now is not the time to worry about being fit. I guess, um, and I do think you know, I I do think that's kind of true. I think a lot of people are get up in their heads and they're like, what's going to happen to all this progress that I made? There's a huge world global event happening, and you should prioritize accordingly. Like, obviously that stuff is very important to me as well. And I'm trying to accommodate it the best as possible, but there are days where there just isn't time for it. And my mental health is more important. That being said, like I try and get outside every single day, several times a day, um, if possible. Uh, Elise and I are lucky that we have a dog that requires going outside. Um, so no matter how caught up we are in whatever it is we're doing, uh, work or otherwise, we can always like we have to take Benson for a walk. He has to go out and he has to get exercise and stuff. So it forces us to break from our own things. Just like all those things you mentioned, going for a walk or a bike ride or a jog or anything like that. I would just say like try and find the time, make it a routine, just like you would have going to the gym or Go, going to work, like instead of maybe your commute being 30 minutes a, in a car, maybe it's a 20 minute walk outside. That's a loop around your neighborhood. Yep. Something like that. I, I think, I think those kinds of things will go really far for benefiting you and feeling like you're not isolated and contained. Also just my experience doing it. I try and be very friendly to anyone I see and it's across the street. So like I'll cross or go into the road or get off the sidewalk, but I'm like, 
hello. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I are you? Like, normally I just ignore everyone, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, lately on my walks and stuff, I'll be like, hello, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's yeah. just it. I feel like because we're in this situation, we're being forced to be kept apart. It's very easy to like become distanced, like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where we should really make the effort to like remind everyone and even strangers that we're all in this together, we're all doing mm-hmm. okay. I mean, even if we're struggling, um, just you know, have love for your neighbor. Basically, is mm-hmm. what we're saying. Um, so another thing that uh, just I I think we're we're at the end of our time here, so I just want to throw these out. One thing: try not watching or doing or anything. Just put on some music or like a soundscape of some waves and just lay down and stare at the ceiling. Because I feel like, especially in this day and age, there's so much content to consume. We're constantly like from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, like consuming something or engaging with something. Really, if you can just like, I'm not saying meditate. If you want to meditate, you can meditate. But like, just don't do anything. Try doing nothing and just sitting there and just being alone with your thoughts. That's something that's very healthy um, to do. Uh, There's this really great app that I have. Sorry, just to add to that. There's this great app that I have that is literally just about soundscapes and whatever. And sometimes I use it when I'm um, super anxious at night and I can't sleep. I will put it on because it's not like TV where it's like light coming at me and people talking. It's called Relax Melodies. And Mm. I love it. You have all these, I mean, I'll try to show you, but you have all these different kinds of sounds that you can like customize with. Um, Like, uh, it's not really focusing, but like foghorn or Vizuzula. (laughs) Flute, waves, rain. You can like combine up to like five different ones and um, that's very cool. Yeah, it's called Relax Melodies for some reason. There's a YouTube channel that I sometimes like will put on um, mostly while I'm like doing other stuff like work stuff. So I'm making a thumbnail or something, but it's called ambient worlds and it's Mm, different uh, like movie and franchises that you would know. Um, For example, there's a video called rainy nights, Hogwarts music and ambience. And it's basically like music from, you know, Harry Potter, but then there's rain and other like ambient and diegetic sounds from the world like there's one for uh thor there's one for lord of the rings of course there's the shire rivendell there's christmas one there's uh skyrim like there's all kinds of stuff um that sounds amazing it's really neat calming um, one other thing, and I know this isn't for everyone, but if you have a smartphone and $30 to spare, you can at least check it out. VR. Uh, it sounds stupid. And I know, uh, a lot of people don't like VR, but if you are stuck in your house and you can't go anywhere, VR is a great way of getting out. Um, I, you know, if you have a Vive or an Oculus, there's thousands of, you know, things you can do with it. <laughs> Um, but even if you just have a smartphone, you can buy one of those. This is actually how I first tried VR because I didn't know if I wanted to spend a bunch of money on a Vive. It's like a it's a headset thing that you slide your phone into. Most smartphones are compatible with it. Um, and it's a little janky, but if you're just trying it out and like if you just want to check it out, it's actually really easy to do and it uses the gyroscope and you can like go to safari places and you can go all over the world with like either 3d video or 360 video or they have like digital little like uh scenes that you can just check out uh we uh we reviewed one that cost only five dollars on our five dollar gamer gift guide oh really Um, yeah and i can tell you it did work with porn (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't know that that's going to help you escape as much as you would like to, but um, even I'm just saying, as an example, even the five dollar one worked with porn. So there's that, and there's a lot of social, or not a lot, but there's a number of social VR um, experiences. Uh, mm-hmm. you, I don't, I don't think it works with phones, but like there's VR chat, which is ridiculous, but you can actually get out and inter- go and interact with strangers and stuff. And there's another one called Big Screen. I actually read about it in this Kotaku article. 
where he says he went to one room and it was called Shut Up and Dance and everyone was in there, you know, dancing with their avatars and everything, but he just kind of embraced it and had a blast dancing around with everybody. Um, and he actually got lost because it was on this, uh, it was it was up in the skyscraper and he was just looking out over the city and he kind of forgot that he was in VR until an ambulance drove by and then he was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I, I know we want to do some of that stuff at Funhouse. We want to yeah. try, Not obviously not everyone has access to VR, but we want to see if there's stuff we can do and experiment with for those of us that do have it because I think that'd be a fun different experience viewer experience but then also a fun way to record because so much of what we're frustrated by with is like not being in the same room as everyone mm-hmm. else yeah so let's do it i'm super down yeah i even know how to load up custom avatars onto my vr chat character so mm-hmm. we should do it all right let's do it um well i just want to thank everyone for hanging out here today um, and thank our sponsors, Bespoke Host and Mint Mobile. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it, everybody. Thank you so much. And I guess we'll see you next week. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Right. Thanks, guys.